0: Are you one of the 9 million Floridians living in a community managed by a property manager or HOA? If you've ever wondered what your rights are as a resident or what your role is as a volunteer board member, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Condo Coaches. Your resource for when your gated community starts to feel more like you're stuck behind bars. Or when that guy next door decides that a hot pink Chevy on cinder blocks really sets the tone for the neighborhood. The Condo Coaches is brought to you by LMFunding.com. Find The Condo Coaches online at the CondoCoaches.com. And now your host... Johnny Torres. Hello,
1: everybody. Thank you so much for listening, watching the Condo Coaches Radio Show, broadcasting live on Facebook, typically Mondays around 1 o'clock if you want to watch us live and send us your comments and your questions that way. You can also listen to us on any of the great radio stations that we're broadcasting from across the state of Florida. Uh, for a list of those stations and airtimes, you go to thecondocoaches.com. That's thecondocoaches.com. You can also find every single episode, and I'm not joking, every Every single episode online at Facebook or YouTube. If you go to The Condo Coaches, just search The Condo Coaches. You'll find all of our episodes. Or if you're more of an audio listener, if you like podcasting or audiobooks and that sort of thing, we, of course, have our podcast version that you can find on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all these great podcasting platforms. Uh, And we love bringing this show to you every single week. Now, if you're listening for the first time uh, and you're unfamiliar with The Condo Coaches, we are a team of volunteers here sharing our expertise, our knowledge, our experience to help you run your community or neighborhood association effectively, efficiently, and on budget. So, homeowner associations, condo associations, that's what we talk about around here. And joining me for every episode, Head Coach Dean Akers.
2: Hello, Johnny. How are you today?
1: Doing phenomenal. Uh, another great weekend in the state of Florida. It is uh, November, but you sure wouldn't know it. It was a nice warm weekend. Oh, it's crazy. O- almost made it to the pool this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't, quite, didn't quite get there. There, but, you know, maybe next one.
2: Well, I was going to sit out this weekend and fortunately I, I couldn't sit out. That's why we have our guest on today. <laughs> uh, those dive bomber mosquitoes haven't been wiped out by the cold weather yet.
1: Yeah, exactly. We got like this one cold front, but didn't didn't quite do the trick. No, uh, I
2: I live on a marsh area in South Tampa. Yeah. And so I think the mosquitoes just live there twenty four seven. They just have a big house there.
1: Well, and and in talking to our friend Oscar who <laughs> yeah, joins us on the show today, uh, you know, uh, we were saying that not only obviously is Florida swampland, but then we go ahead and we make our own swamps in our backyards, you know, with retention ponds and lakes and all that sort of thing. And so certainly not helping the matter No, uh, But uh, as we just uh, talked about a little bit, joining us today, Oscar Dominguez, he's our mosquito expert for today hello everybody (laughs) thank you so much for being on the show oscar
3: you're welcome my pleasure
1: and uh you you know and so your background a little bit you come from texas so you're you're establishing uh kind of your roots here in 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 tampa so i know the the homeowner associations and condo association all that's a little bit uh foreign you, right not a lot of that over in texas
3: oh we we do have them not not as much as in florida right
1: okay so, well, typically, the way we open the show is we dive into our mailbox and our social media profiles. We answer some of the questions and issues that uh, the listeners send us, and so feel free to chime in if, you, okay. if you've got a couple cents you want to add. Uh, first, we're going to dive right into a Facebook message from Chuck Lupo. Uh, Chuck writes to us uh, saying that um, he's watched several of our episodes on HOA elections uh, because it is a heavy topic. He says that... <coughs> Uh, their bylaws are written with the COA, uh, COA election process uh, by secret ballot. Um, and the bylaws proxy for these elections are not permitted. The HOA has followed all the timelines. Uh, but the main issues surround the requirement for the homeowner to turn in a proxy for the annual meeting in order for their ballot to be accepted. Uh, the bylaws state that they can have a valid election as long as 20% of the ballots are returned. Uh, with or without a quorum for the annual meeting. Homeowners not planning to attend the, the annual want to vote, but will not complete a proxy due to trust issues with the current board. Um, and so the question comes down to, can the HOA disallow a ballot that's turned in um, in a ballot envelope uh, with the name, address, and signature on it um, that is not accompanied by a proxy? So, it, in other words, it, I guess they're mailed in. Right? And it has the name, so it's no longer a secret ballot because that uh, vote came in an envelope with the name and address, if, I, if I'm reading this correctly.
2: Um, well, it, what happens is, is is your your envelopes always have some sort of validation, like a name a whatever. Yeah. And inside it is a second envelope. The second envelope has no name. Yeah, so now once, he
1: quotes here, uh, I guess it's statute 720.306.8B which we might have to look that up in a break. But, um, so, so,
2: so what's his real question?
1: So he's saying, can they disallow it? So if they send it in the way you're supposed to, again, it's mailed in, and then there's a second envelope on the inside with no name or anything, you know, can the, the HOA still disallow it?
2: Well, have to you know, from a condo coach perspective, um, it, it, you're, if, if they allow proxy voting, which they usually do, um, then from a coaching standpoint then it should not be disallowed
1: right because it seems like they followed
2: the protocol protocol there but i can reach out to him did he give us a phone number and i can have one of our condo coach lawyers actually i'll get
1: it i'll get it from him um the second question is also is the management company allowed to can i
2: interrupt you sure yeah one of the things that he has in there that goes back to what we talk about almost weekly Mm -hmm. is that he i think he the trust issues yeah yeah I mean, that's, again, the biggest issue we find.
1: Well, and so it, it's, it's almost doubling down on the situation because people are not voting because they don't trust the board. But yet, if they did vote, maybe they could actually resolve some of those trust issues.
2: Well, I had this brought up at a, a, one of my presentations recently.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> so everybody's arguing about the trust proxy, everything else, and sure. the voting and whatever. There wasn't anybody running oh geez so at the end of the day the, the current board was going to be seated anyway right so it was it's kind of like everybody's arguing but they're arguing about nothing sure
1: because nothing it
2: didn't change it, anything. it doesn't matter right yeah so i think that again you get a lot of this dysfunctionality or whatever the proper mm-hmm. term would be just through communication and transparency and trust.
1: And that's what they need to do. They need to double down on that communication, transparency uh, in order to build up that yeah. trust.
2: I would say universally, when I meet with, with groups across the state of Florida, it's not that everybody's trying to get elected and it's an election scam type deal. Yeah, it's They don't even have people running.
1: That too. That's yeah. a big problem.
2: So I, we'll reach back out to him and and see what we can do.
1: Well, and again, one minute you're the nice, friendly neighbor, now and then the minute you join the board, all of a sudden you're the enemy. Uh, when again, these people are volunteering their time and their efforts, and you know, to, to trying to make the community a better place. I'm not saying that there aren't people that have their own agendas. You know, in some cases, but again i mean you you if you if you if you're not trying to solve the problem you're part of the problem
2: well this next year we're actually taking the condo coach uh day of a board member Yep, we're going to take it across the state and have individual seminars as opposed to just trade shows perfect we've had so much good feedback from it and uh and 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 i don't think anybody maliciously wants their association to be dysfunctional
1: no of course not
2: so at the end of the day it comes down to communication trust and transparency yeah and when you define that we just had a big group board meeting and uh, and they were talking about oh well you know how do we trust people how do we do all this and we talked about the open-ended questions and just getting dialogue going and and being specific that's another big issue yeah I got to tell you a condo coach story.
1: Well, well, hold on. Let, uh, okay. Let's get through this Chuck, because Chuck's got a, a couple of follow-up questions. He goes, is the management company allowed to open the outer envelopes prior to the annual meeting and separate the ballot envelope, placing it in an open cardboard box? I don't see a problem there, because um, it's a neutral party removing the, the uh, uh, anonymous envelope. And placing it, in, I guess, in a box to yeah. then be counted.
2: Yeah. As a if vote. You, if somebody doesn't trust, you can get an election monitor. Right. Uh, and we've had him on the show. Uh, again, that has
1: nothing to do with the DBPR, also, because he does mention that he goes. Other than filing a dispute with the DBPR, what do you recommend as a resolution? Transparency and communication. Yeah.
2: I mean, if I can tell you, ninety-nine percent of the disputes that are filed with the yeah. DBPR, I think there's eight of them in the state of Florida. But
1: get an election monitor. Yeah, that's the solution. Election,
2: yeah, the election monitor for sure.
1: Yeah. All right. Chuck, thank you so much for that phenomenal question. Uh, you know, we're, I'm sure we're going to get a lot more election questions as the year comes to an end. Uh, so, so what's the story?
2: This is class. <laughs> <laughs> so one of our condo coaches got requested to come out to meet with a group of board members, presidents of a bigger group. OK. And so he goes out there. This is one of our condo coaches that we have total volunteer total volunteer he gets out there and one of the group presidents goes i don't get it this is like you know there's a some there's an angle here i don't get it yeah and our particular volunteer goes what do you mean you don't get it i just i can't believe you're really volunteering and this guy is so sharp he looks at him he goes sir he says i've volunteered twice in my life once (laughs) as a condo coach and secondarily I'm a two-term Iraqi Marine. Oof. I was on the first group that invaded Baghdad. I lost half my my company in in a roadside bomb and everything and he goes I'm not even so sure that that wasn't a better volunteer gig than listening to you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Accusing him. And I go all our people are volunteers.
1: Yeah that's and, brutal
2: oh but you know of course I,
1: I you know it's a natural skepticism of our society I think you know it's I think so too just years of people getting screwed over for
2: the video watchers you could hear a pin drop a literal pin oh, after yeah. that because these guys were so embarrassed and that's the thing our volunteers are out there for the right reason to help associations and and 99 point, that's never happened before but I thought yeah. it was a classic I volunteered
1: oh
3: my for the
2: Marines to yeah. protect your civil liberties <laughs> right
1: and here simple
2: they are bye. yeah, yeah wow. and, and this, but I'd rather be that than a condo coach <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got lots more
1: questions from our mailbox coming up. And of course, we have our guest, Oscar Dominguez, our mosquito expert for today's show. Head coach, Dean Akers. Again, if you want to be a part of the show, you got an issue, a question regarding your homeowner or condominium association, there's a few ways that you can reach us. Uh, One of them is via phone. We do take phone calls, 813-331-5415, 813-331-5415, or to end up in our mailbox, help. At thecondocoaches.com is our email address. That's help at thecondocoaches.com. Segment two of the Condo Coaches radio show coming up right after this.
0: Contact the Condo Coaches online at thecondocoaches.com. More of the Condo Coaches is coming up next. Thanks, Julie. And coming up next is their
4: rain in your weekend forecast. We'll find
5: Hey. Hi. It's been a while. Great place and nice neighborhood. You must have a strong community association board. Thanks. I guess so, but I don't pay any attention to that stuff. Seriously? How do you know for sure the board and community manager are making the right decisions to protect your investment? I don't, but what am I supposed to do? You can get involved and connect with CAI. CA what? CAI Community Associations Institute? They're a nonprofit group that has helped us build a great community. They have free resources for your association board, professional training for community managers, and helpful information for homeowners. Thanks. I'll definitely do that. Is the time and investment you have made in your home and community protected? Be a smart homeowner and visit CAI at responsiblecommunities.com.
0: Welcome back to The Condo Coaches, online at thecondocoaches.com. Here's your host, Johnny Torres.
1: Thank you again for listening, watching The Condo Coaches. Again, you can find every episode at YouTube. That's right, theyoutube.com. Go there, search Condo Coaches. Or you can also go on Facebook. On our Facebook page, we also have every episode where we broadcast it live. And we do that typically, like I said, Mondays around 1 o'clock. But every episode is on there now at 51 episodes, hitting the one-year mark. And so we're really excited about that because we've uh, been having an enormous impact on associations around the state of Florida and even across the country. Yeah. You know, so quick shout out to those who listen to us outside of Florida, uh, even as far as California. California is actually the biggest listener of our podcast. Wow. Uh, but, you know, you talk about Maine, uh, Portland, Oregon, I mean, uh, it, you know, Texas. So, uh, I mean, uh, it goes to show you the need uh, for this kind of help and this kind of advice and, and insight uh, that is needed throughout the country.
2: Well, I got my licensed community area manager. Uh, program for florida i went ahead and did that so i'd be more knowledgeable but i just recently got my cmca community manager association which is a national designation and what was really cool about that is is you find out it's all the same everywhere oh yeah
1: (laughs) doesn't matter from (laughs) from sea to shining (laughs) sea the dysfunction is everywhere yeah
2: there might be a law difference or something but at the end of the day it's all about communication transparency And trust.
1: Now, uh, I want to go real quick back into the mailbox only because we've got two questions that we can kind of knock out at the same time. Uh, The first one comes from Alan. Uh, Alan writes to us from Broward County. And uh, he says he's on the condo association board in his community. They have a no pet policy uh, uh, per their bylaws, but they're getting overrun with emotional support dogs. We've talked about this one on other episodes. People ask about pets when they're told that they uh, that pets are not allowed. um, They then apply for this emotional support status, get some sort of note from a doctor. What can they do to stop this, quote unquote, scam? Um, and then Grace writes to us, uh, also from South Florida, from uh, Palm Beach County. She goes, what would be the proper procedure in accepting an emotional support animal by an association at a no pets condo in Palm Beach County? It's almost like this they're, they're <laughs> writing from the same community. Um, and uh, what would be the proper procedure to implement uh by a condo association uh what uh, i you're right the proper procedure to implement in a condo association uh, a policy for a pet owner to clean up after their pet um such as a submitting a pet's dna
2: uh those are two questions one is, yeah. is the um, this as the coach we know today that the pet policies are history yes um, you can have one but as soon as somebody gets you can have an emotional support alligator you yeah. Know, so at the end of the day, the emotional support is covered by the federal government, Disabilities Act. Yeah. So at the end of the day, that's a dead issue.
1: I've seen an emotional support Doberman. Yeah.
2: So That'll that, support that, you emotionally. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it.
2: But uh, so so that's that's kind of a, a dead issue as yeah. far as people really fighting that.
1: It's a no win. At that point, you just got to uh, amend them. Uh, to make it accepting uh you know and then and try to again just try to key, fence that that issue in
2: and as we had with our guests last week there are still some some boundaries mm-hmm. like pets are still not allowed to be in a pool no matter whether they're emotionally supported or not uh, that's right remember that based
1: on our show last week yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: they're still not allowed in a pool if it's a a, a pool for uh, uh Humans now they can be around the pool, yeah, be around, but not in the pool, not swimming. Now, obviously, dogs jump in occasionally, but it's it's not allowed. Uh, And then and then we know we know that the DNA deal you can have finding and stuff like that for DNA. Um, That's almost a bigger project. I I almost say just pick it up, (laughs) you know,
1: right? Be you know heavily enforced picking up after your pets, yeah, or. If it's a major problem, maybe there's uh, a a service that's added on for the community to have somebody come in and and, and you know look for for uh, pet droppings, you know to to pick up. But then you're just encouraging that behavior.
2: Yeah, I think I think you see again. We go back to our trust, transparency, and communication. I think there's always an outlier. Yeah. But by and large, uh, most people are are aware of that today. If you don't have it you should get a, a pet station we had one of our guests on uh with the trash butlers and they put pet stations yeah in condominium associations and if a condominium's worried about it they ought to go ahead and have one of their suppliers come out and install pet stations so it is easy for the well, people to and they're to incredibly
1: effective because oh, if, yeah. even the community that i was just recently living in we had uh-huh. a dog park sure right we're in a dog park you'd say it might be somewhat acceptable to just kind of leave your pet's doings there um but they had two pet stations inside the dog park so guess what everybody picked up after their pet even inside the dog park
2: well sure you don't want your pet walking through all that right. stuff or I mean,
1: eating it or eating it or yeah, whatever yeah. so at
2: the end of the day it's just common courtesies and stuff and there's always going to be an outlier that's not going to do it but i would recommend getting pet stations and if somebody goes back to one of our previous episodes there were some people talking about that
1: yeah no. So thank you so much uh, to both Grace and, uh, what was it, Alan? Yes. Uh, so, Grace and Allen from Broward and West Palm Beach or Palm Beach County uh, for writing it in. We've got tons of questions that we can't seem to get caught up on. So, we're thinking about maybe for our one-year episode, maybe doing a question we'll and answer. Let's do that or, next week, yeah. You know, because uh, I've got easily a dozen questions here that we haven't even touched on. So, thank you to everybody. Please keep sending them in. Don't get discouraged. We will get to your questions and issues. And, and of course, we'll also reach out to you uh, directly. Uh, but we love addressing these on the show as well because they do help some many people
2: oh i i I spent last week easily seven of one full hours of a day eight Mm -hmm. hours between the week on the phone helping people out across the state of florida yeah yeah
1: so, joining us again today is Oscar Dominguez. He's our mosquito expert. Um, and uh, if you're a native Floridian, you could possibly even consider yourself a mosquito expert. <laughs> but we bring him on because it is such a problem. It is, and it's a year round problem, uh, in, no matter where you live in the state of Florida. Uh, and of course, uh, it was, what was it, late last year or early this year that we had the, the right. Zika uh, yeah. issue that originated in. Uh, Central and South America, and then it it, it got here uh, by ways of Miami, like most things from Central and South America. <laughs> and so, um, uh, so Oscar, uh, really, uh, let's kind of just go through the basics, right? Because uh, I think a lot of the problems stem from just a lack of education on how to prevent uh, mosquitoes from uh, 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 from being uh, grown in the first place.
3: Well, really, mosquitoes to live. The first thing you need is water, and uh, I and luckily in Florida, you don't have any water. this is all <laughs> a, a desert area, so no water whatsoever no none. You, none no you do have you need water yeah um and mosquitoes will take anywhere between the average mosquito will will grow into an adult life from an egg stage to an adult life within uh maybe seven to fourteen days, and not a lot of water, even a a small capful of water you can grow thousand eggs in one little in one little bit of water yeah and it's and but the mosquitoes you know what people don't understand now is that the mosquitoes that all of us in the u.s have been accustomed to are not the same mosquitoes that were here two or three years ago they have evolved they're more dangerous now they're it's like the flu absolutely they have just evolved and they're super dangerous we i can't emphasize the danger and the diseases they carry
1: yeah, well, and, and we were talking about all the birth defects that they were possibly uh, causing, uh, specifically when it came to Zika, right? But, I mean, all mosquitoes carry West some Niles. sort of... Ugh. Yeah, they carry, they all carry some sort of disease, right? Yes, but the
3: the two big ones, are, I think, would be West Niles and Zika. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you look at a lot of people that get these summer fl- colds, they assume it's a cold. Yeah. It's really West Niles. huh? And a lot of them don't go detected. And if you... And if you're lucky, it'll go like a cold. If you're not lucky, you'll die, or wow. you wish you were dead.
2: Yeah,
1: right. So you'll have like flu-like symptoms. Yes. And yeah. I and had a, I had a 24-hour bug too. Now, obviously, now I'm wondering if maybe that that's what happened.
3: And if your immune system is strong enough and you're you're able to fight it off, that's good. Most sure. people can, but there's a a segment of people who can't. Mm-hmm. Older people, females with uh, compromised
1: immune systems, males children well that's why pregnant women especially were very much right. considered Except a right yeah, yeah absolutely they, they, because they're a prime candidate right yes their immune system uh is is not uh, at full strength Correct. um and <laughs> they're obviously carrying another life uh uh and then uh and and also we talked a little bit before the show which is uh that women right and pets also exhale uh, a slightly larger amount of carbon dioxide
3: yes uh what happens is mosquitoes are uh, what they they look for is carbon dioxide and we all emit carbon dioxide except right. uh females add an additional layer because they have perfume so that's an odor now it's a scent so it's an additional scent with perfumes children with sweat lactic acid and so those are all additional areas that's yeah. why children and females seem to get attacked more than males
1: Wow. Well, and, uh, you know we, we've, we're here under a minute left before we go into the next segment, but we are going to talk about how to prevent uh, these mosquito breeding grounds from happening at your own home, and then, of course, uh, some methods to treat that, You know whether yes. you live in a condominium or whether you live in a single-family home, that sort of situation. So, Oscar Dominguez joins us. He's going to be our mosquito expert for today's show, head coach Dean Akers. And again, we uh, want to talk to you real quickly about our playbooks. We're now at nine playbooks. Oh, I know. It's great. Now, we've only got, what, seven up on the website, right? We're, we've got two more that, It'll that are- will be coming
2: up this week. That's I right. them. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Put them up.
1: So go right now to the slash playbook. Download our free paid playbooks. You won't regret it. the slash playbook. tell you a little bit more about that in the next segment. Segment three of the Condo Coaches radio show after this.
0: Contact the Condo Coaches online at thecondocoaches.com. More of the Condo Coaches is coming up next.
5: Life is full of bittersweet transitions. It's difficult to know how these changes will impact us over time. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one can hit harder than expected and may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who served our country, guys like me. That's why support from friends and family makes such a big difference. Every day, your actions could help save a life. Together, we got this. Learn how you can help save a life
0: at VeteransCrisisLine.net. Welcome back to The Condo Coaches, online at the TheCondoCoaches.com. Here's your host, Johnny Torres. We were talking about our playbooks at the end of the last
1: segment. And if you haven't <laughs> checked those out, man, that is a wealth of information that is absolutely free for you to download at the slash playbook. That's thecondocoaches.com slash playbook. And these booklets consist of just about everything you need to know, whether you're serving on the board at your homeowners association or even if you're a resident, it's great insight as to everything that's involved with running a community on a daily basis.
2: I got to tell you, we did a show this past week mm-hmm. over in Orlando. No, and we had the books there. And it you could tell this dichotomy of boards and residents. Sure. Because the boards that were coming through, they go, Oh, that's a cool book. Oh, wow, that one shows us about finance. And I go, Well, here's our seventh book. It's for residents. And they open that up and they go, "Oh my God, can we get a hundred of these?" <laughs> no, you need to go online, but yeah. they want to hand about. We actually have boards now that have talked about giving new residents that move in a condo coach residence book that shows sure. talks about all the condominium HOA type issues that you run into as a resident.
1: Well, and that's why we knew these books were going to be incredibly valuable, which idea. is why we made them digitally available. So when you go to the slash playbook, you fill out a form. We just ask you a few questions to make sure you're a living, breathing human being. At that point, we not only email you with a link to each of the booklets, but then even right there while you're on the website, you can download those seven booklets. Oh, that's awesome! Um, and uh, again, we have people that also like the hard copy, but it's getting oh, yeah. real expensive to print out all those hard copies. We're at
2: seven thousand printing now.
1: That's unbelievable. We have printed
2: seven thousand copies
1: in in less than a year. Yeah, which is unbelievable. I mean, there's there's authors that wish that uh, they could sell seven thousand books.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's and and now when we first started it was like what do you guys do yep now we have the one in orlando this past week people were stopping by i you know I've, I've listened to you on the radio can i get some playbooks? even though you can download them there's something everybody likes that sure feel which we'll still mail them out yeah yeah, yeah. if they'll email us we'll mail them a set of books out or we well, you have
1: had, a condo coach drop them off
2: oh yeah we've had condo coaches drop whole groups off to boards yeah so
1: but feel yeah. free to forward that email, feel free to email those those files to, uh, yeah. to your residents. Uh, uh, those links on the, the that email are good. Once you get them, that link yeah. always works. Yeah. So feel free to take those links and share them with your fellow residents or fellow board members uh, because they can download them or open them and read them as often as they want. Yep. So, uh, Oscar Dominguez joining us. We're talking mosquitoes, and we were talking, of course, uh, of uh, not only the the health issues that come along with the mosquitoes, uh, but now we're going to get into a little bit more of the solution side of things as to uh, how we can prevent and then and treat these kind of uh, uh, situations from happening. Uh, of course. Uh, as you said we're surrounded by water uh and so it's an ongoing battle it's something that's never going to go away um but really more so than you know people like to worry about the ants and the this bug and that bug that's chewing you know making their grass yellow or none of that matters what matters is these mosquitoes that are uh, carrying illnesses and they're going to infect you if uh if you allow them to get to you and and uh, give us some
3: first of all let me let me kind of interject this uh mosquitoes don't have a single redeeming quality no <laughs> so yeah. they don't they don't huh. pollinate like bees right. they don't aerate mm-hmm. like worms or anything right. like that at least with a and bee you'll
1: take one for the team you know because they're they're doing a job absolutely
3: these mosquitoes don't have a single redeeming quality yeah. they don't and they are the deadliest animal in the planet
2: oh yeah more yeah. people die a year yes. from mosquitoes, mosquitoes with no close second right. even in the u.s yeah
1: that's unbelievable yes and again, it's a lack of education. I mean, that number is staggering. Yes. And, oh, staggering. and most people have no idea, especially living here in Florida, where we're constantly surrounded by them, really in how much danger we're actually in.
3: Yes. And, you, and, and there's several treatments that you can use. Uh, uh, I know, Dean, you were talking about misting systems. They're, they're wonderful. They work great. Uh, and The only thing is there's a price point. There's an investment uh, point deal with that. Um, I don't I don't know in, in this area you're looking at about a anywhere between a five to fifteen thousand dollar investment depending on the size of the property or mm-hmm. or if it's a compound a, a large area or you can hire or people like like us we go in and in do individual spraying spraying with foggers yeah and that's a little bit more cost effective and and you know everybody uses different treatments uh our treatments have a residual of up to twenty one three to four weeks so even if it rains they still are pretty effective and so but uh, anything
2: you do is a plus
3: yeah because
1: you really need to do something well and again we live in florida because we want to be outside we want to enjoy well, the weather we want to
2: when oscar and i were talking we were talking about you know and i by the way i i, I agree with him that the automatic systems after i spent all that money it's it, it there's all it breaks down and different things but here's the biggest thing I didn't buy that because I was afraid of Zika. I didn't buy it because I was afraid of West Nile. I bought it because I like to sit out and enjoy the quality of life that exactly. we have in Florida. Yeah. Absolutely, it's Beautiful. not like the mosquitoes sure. are just like butterflies. Oh yeah. no, no, they they bite you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and then see, uh, you know where my, uh, you know the new community that I'm in, the pool. Is right next to this man-made lake, (laughs) and so if you're out there, if you're out there enjoying the pool, you're probably also getting enjoyed by all the mosquitoes that are hanging out at the neighboring lake.
3: Here's what I've noticed in Florida: (laughs) you have these these uh, retention ponds, and then there's a little playground area, pool area. So you got a mosquito manufacturer sitting right next to the playgrounds,
1: Mm -hmm. and And those are mandated. Yeah, it's like wow. Those are mandated by state regulations. Oh, my God. And so let's let's get into that a little bit. Uh, of course, uh, if you live in a condominium or townhome community that's maintenance-free, uh, I, I I don't see this as prevalent. But you definitely see it in, in single-family home communities uh, where things are left in the backyard or even there's decorative things in the front yard and, and where water can accumulate, right? So what are some of the common ways that people are, are breeding these mosquitoes without even realizing it?
3: Believe it or not, in Florida, have you ever heard you guys have a beautiful, beautiful plant called uh bromeliads? Is yeah, that what yeah, that? that's our, your biggest issue. Wow, your they shrubbery, hold, yeah. every, they hold a lot of the water. water, they retain a lot of water, so even if even if you live in a condo area your landscaping can retain a lot of water creates
1: mosquitoes so making sure that your landscaper is also aware that they're not assisting in the breeding no no, of no no they're
2: gonna be i used to be a landscaper they're gonna be the there. plant when it rains holds water yeah, it's, it's
1: the like, way it's designed right yes. by yeah. design that's that's what umbrella, it's meant up, to do
3: upside down umbrella yeah sure yeah exactly
1: but that's what I'm saying. A landscaper would, I mean, you know, you could say, hey, you know, maybe put a different plant in there, replace it. Or
2: hey, No, that ain't never going to happen. <laughs> no, because people... gorgeous. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. People, yeah, that's right. You're better off hiring a mosquito guy that takes care of your mosquitoes. You're going to win that battle more than you are having... It, it, most people don't think about the landscaping and what Oscar said, but he's right. right. I used to be a landscaper and you could we had a big landscaping company. Yeah. We'd put all that stuff in and then our our crews would go work it and of course your crews in there they're all covered up like look like they're beehive guys because they know <laughs> they're walking through there and when they're walking through the the mosquitoes are just eating everybody alive.
1: Well, and again, in some of these individually owned properties where maybe there isn't an HOA or COA, but you have people who leave things out in front of their home. Um, I would say even in a community that is under an association, now that I think about it, right, You the, a lot of homes have rain gutters. Yes. And if you're not cleaning out your rain gutters where they're clogged, essentially, by debris, um, where's that water going? Because it's not draining. Absolutely. So it's just sitting there in your rain gutter. Absolutely. And you have a breeding ground of mosquitoes right above you uh, all around your house.
3: Yeah, anything. Anything. Tires. You'll, you'll have areas. Tires. Yeah. Toys. Anything that will retain water. But it doesn't, I mean, really, they're everywhere.
1: Yeah.
2: If you had a scavenger hunt in a 500 by 500 foot area, anywhere short of a big pasture, and the scavenger hunt would be the person that comes back with the most mosquito breeding things that are there now, you'd probably have a huge bounty at the end of that yeah when you walk around neighborhoods or condominiums bird baths that you yes. just start naming the thing well they didn't oh. go
1: they didn't go to this extent here in the tampa bay area where we originate the show from but i know in south florida and i'm sure everybody down there remembers this the counties basically had to go around picking up a lot of this debris that was all over this, the streets and in people's homes and things like that because People weren't voluntarily doing it. And and really, again, that was the hotbed for the Zika virus uh, when it came to the United States. And they and people, you know, there were all these areas uh, that had trash and different kind of things that were left out where these mosquitoes were breeding.
3: Oh, yeah. And the other thing, too, you have to remember that mosquitoes have evolved a lot. Yeah. And the mosquitoes, like we mentioned, that we were dealing with three just three years ago are not the same. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a statistic. Um, obviously everybody's familiar with malaria uh, it, it took malaria coming from from Africa almost 300 years to make it to the United States it took West Niles and Zika five to six years to make it to the United Jeez. States and that's because our world is a lot smaller people commute all over the place yep. we have a uh, Cargo, air cargo, we transport stuff. So we're bringing in all these. It's a insects. global economy, absolutely. So we're bringing
1: in fruits and vegetables and all kinds of stuff from all over the world. And
3: mosquitoes are are just the uh, they're the transporters So if yeah. they bite an, an infected house, whether it's an animal, a person, or anything like that, they're the carriers for that.
1: Um, and and so, in, in kind of following that that train of thought, there a really, and we'll we'll get into kind of the specifics in the next segment, but uh, really in the treatment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but other than picking up, uh, you know, things around the house or on the property and that sort of thing, what are some other ways that uh, you're seeing uh, that that this is being dealt with? Well, I mean, there's
3: a lot of a lot of a lot of people deal with them in different ways. Different mm-hmm. communities have. Are very serious about vector control. They have a three one one number to report areas that have been uh, where a property owner has neglected that property.
1: So call your m- mosquito control. Absolutely, uh, your, Absolutely. Uh, by the county. Absolutely. Okay,
3: we work with them very closely, and and we'll report any abandoned areas or areas that have not been taken care of, okay. or if it's a community area. Let's say, for example, that's. That's mandated by the city, the state, and that hasn't been taken care of or hasn't been treated. We'll ask for records. When was the last treatment they did? Okay. What they treated, and so we know what the residual effect was. Because if if it, they treated it four months
1: ago, oh my, it's yeah, it's worthless. Sure, yeah. Uh they've already undone all the <laughs> good they did before. Uh, we're also going to talk about in the next segment uh, right treatment. And, uh, of course, you know, we have bug spray, and then there's the stuff that the pest control companies use, and we'll, we'll uh, deconstruct uh, some of that side of things. Again, we're with Wonderful. mosquito expert Oscar Dominguez, head coach Dean Akers, the Condo Coaches radio show final segment coming up right after this.
0: Contact the Condo Coaches online at condocoaches.com. More of the Condo Coaches is coming up next.
4: And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because pre diabetes
0: can be reversed.
4: Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre diabetes awareness partners.
0: Welcome back to The Condo Coaches, online at thecondocoaches.com. Here's your host, Johnny Torres. Don't forget if there is an issue or
1: a question you have for The Condo Coaches, when you email us, call us, or send us a message on social media, not only do we, do we try to answer it here on the show, but we also pass that along to one of the Condo Coaches that will then contact you directly and help you through that issue or, or answer that question for you. So make sure to reach out to us uh, at any time on social media, 24-7, and uh, again, we try to be as responsive as possible. Uh, and the the better ways, I will say, of getting a hold of us is through our website, thecondocoaches.com. The Condocoaches.com. You can also email us, help at the condocoaches.com. That's help at the condocoaches.com. Or call us. You can call us, leave us a voicemail, and we'll call you right back and get that condo coach best suited to help you with your problem at 813 331 5415. 813 331 5415. Uh, Joining me as always, head coach, Dean Akers, and our guest mosquito expert, Oscar Dominguez. We're having a great time actually here talking about the state bird, the mosquito. (laughs) And uh, so let's talk about treatment. Um, you know, typically the average person, uh, will carry a a can of off, you know, stick it in the picnic basket or, you know, maybe spray themselves down before they go out and walk the dogs and, or go to the playground or the pool, that sort of thing. Uh, what are, what are some of the kind of consequences or concerns there with stuff, even like your, your more common, uh, mosquito sprays that you would find like at a drugstore?
3: Well, they, they work, uh, they're, they're, uh, it has the active ingredient DEETS and it's a they're they're okay however uh you're only it only has a a certain impact it doesn't have a long lasting effect uh and it'll last for a little bit but from a medical point i don't know if there's any any other secondary issues with that or not now i know the epa will label every every any chemicals out there and And if you look at a can of off for example they have a warning label which is moderately toxic the stuff that like for example the stuff we use is has a caution label so it's very slightly toxic it's a very high grade it's a more uh, mild oh very mild but very 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 effective we uh in our case uh most people may not realize i know you everybody's taking bear aspirin. Yep. Well, Bayer actually happens to be the largest chemical company in the world and they happen to be our partners. We're the only ones that are that are endorsed by them. Yeah. And so they uh so we work with them closely. We we have entomologists in our team they have entomologists in our team so the
1: chemical industry isn't just sitting on their laurels here they're they're trying to continuously come up with better uh better ways to combat these mosquitoes well like you said they're evolving too right so just like the flu vaccine they need to change it every year because the 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 virus changes uh as well
3: and everybody wants to do some form of treatment whether it's wearing long sleeves Mm -hmm. uh protecting your children it's a big deal your pets Uh, anything you can do is a plus yeah now if you really want to treat them well in your property then hire professionals to come in and treat it whether it's a misting system or have them spray but anything you do is going to be it's going to help yeah and it's going to be a plus plus but you need to really take care of yourselves
1: and the chemical compound that's also uh that seems to be most effective for mosquitoes i think also treats some of the other pests that you see in lawns and, and, and now, in,
3: like for example some of the some of the chemicals we use have an additional benefit of for, it helps for ticks and flies it controls flies and mm-hmm. we're only dealing with small insects so and but it does it helps with it, it there's a an additional benefit to that we're not uh we're not out there to harm any kind of beneficial insects like bees or anything like that. So we're yeah. only dealing, if you hire a professional, they're only going to deal with one specific deal. That's literally mosquitoes.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and so do you see this as a growing trend that this is becoming a problem? Does Or is it kind of a plateau right now? I mean, do you, what what's kind of the current situation in terms of mosquitoes and specifically here in the state of Florida?
3: And again, this is my own personal opinion, and uh, I've been <laughs> in several classes throughout Texas and Florida, and if and I can't the in Miami especially, we are we are having a huge outbreak of mosquitoes, and a lot of the stuff that we're that we're dealing with it hasn't worked as good anymore. So we don't, and so entomologists are working furiously right now. Trying to determine what to do, and and that's why I encourage any anything you can use to against mosquitoes. Do it if it works. uh, The just the garlic stuff—it's all myth. They don't really work. The bats, yeah, eh, they don't really work. And
1: and does an increased storm season like we've seen, you know, with the hurricanes and all that, does does that exacerbate the problem? Yes,
3: huge. Yeah, that's a huge problem. In, In Texas, obviously, we had Hurricane Harvey. And then you guys had here, Hurricane with Irma. Irma. Yep. So in Texas, we had the U.S. military had to spray several areas of Houston because it just stirred up everything
1: all the way up well, to San Well, and they San were flooded Antonio.
3: for days. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a huge problem. I, I, I feel the one, the I was just looking at a, at, at a news story on Puerto Rico right now. I feel so sorry for those people because they have a lot of standing water. And those poor people don't even have food or water. I, then so their yeah. immune
1: systems are also fragile. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I even heard of a case where a gentleman uh, got a, a tooth infection and ended up dying from a tooth infection because uh, you know his immune system was weak, uh, and of course, you know their their infrastructure is still in shambles.
2: Well, well, I would. I, I've got to interject. I would say that a lot of the boards I meet, mm-hmm. they don't even know what they don't know. So this yes. have an Oscar on today is to create an awareness that there is solutions other than a can of spray by the pool. Yeah. There are companies like his company and other companies that can go out and help you with this issue where you can put it to bed that you're not worrying about it.
1: And and is that something that you guys do typically if someone, you know, brings you into their community, do you go and look around for problem areas where they could be breeding grounds?
2: Yes, we have
3: a every mosquito company does this or should do this. We mm-hmm. call it integrated mosquito control we we assess the area we determine where the problem areas are going to be where mosquitoes live where they can be and we and you look at all that area so you know how how we're going to treat it so you have to first assess the area
1: before you treat the area and then once you
3: know the area then you treat it accordingly and
1: and move on got it yeah, and again, you know, especially in communities. I mean, uh, the oh. the the more people, you know, obviously, and obviously, and this is more of a single family home kind of thing. But the more homes get behind, you know, the the more cost effective it is uh, because you're not fighting your neighbor who's not doing the, the mosquito control. Absolutely. And so, you know, you can you can kind of uh, get everybody on the same team. Yeah,
3: so if, if you have a, a community that bands together and works yep. together, it's a lot more cost effective and. Mm-hmm. Usually you can have a, pre- a price reduction lower than 50% by doing that.
2: And here and we it, go. Here we go with voter issues. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, forget about the voter issues. Get your mosquito, make your quality of life better.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, Dean, I mean, you would know, uh, uh, I mean, Oftentimes they have pest control companies that come in and show up, you know, a couple times a month or once a month or something like that. I mean, do you do you think they have any clue about what they're what's actually being done in their community? Well,
2: there's, I think Oscar knows this. There's, the, there's his specialty and the specialty of people like himself is with mosquitoes. Yes. The typical pest control got company they come they don't even they don't even have scratched the surface
1: and what is the difference so because again you see the tons of pest control companies out there uh you've kind of set yourself a niche as a mosquito expert Correct. and so what what are the differences there in the service
3: well uh obviously I, we don't have any expertise on the on on the road uh, rats roaches uh, rodents anything like that uh our level of education and knowledge is specific based for mosquitoes because we determine like for example there's uh in your area here the the more common uh type of mosquitoes the culex pupin, and also the asian tiger mosquitoes are the ones that are popular and once you can identify a specific mosquito then you can treat it effectively sure as opposed to not because it's, just trying to blanket, absolutely. you know, and, and, if you just have general knowledge, I don't, I don't know that you can treat it very effectively and you won't have the, uh, you know, your, your the customer satisfaction is not going to be as high.
1: Well, and certain mosquitoes are going to be immune to certain chemicals.
3: Absolutely. So certain treatments work for certain, uh, certain mosquitoes. It's like medications. You have different medications for different people. Yeah. So if you know
1: what, what, uh, if you know what kind of mosquitoes you have, then you know how to treat them. All right. Well, if you do have a mosquito problem, make sure you reach out to us here at The Condo Coaches. Email us, help at thecondocoaches.com, help at thecondocoaches.com. You can call us and say, help, we got a mosquito problem. Uh, And that's 813-331-5415 is our phone number. 813-331-5415. You can call 24-7. I promise we won't be waking Dean up in the middle of the night. Uh, And of course, you can hit us up on our social media profiles for previous episodes of today's and every show. Go to our YouTube channel uh, or on Facebook and you just search The Condo Coaches. We'll be the only ones that come up, I promise. Uh, And of course, for anything else and to learn more about our... Our beautiful and amazing radio show about to hit the one-year mark here. Just go to thecondocoaches.com. That's thecondocoaches.com. Any parting words, Mr. Dean Acres?
2: No, I just appreciate Oscar coming on because I hate mosquitoes. Yes.
0: Thank right. you. Thank you, guys. So <laughs> long, <reminds> everybody. <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to The Condo Coaches, brought to you by LMFunding.com. Find us online at thecondocoaches.com and join us this same time next week as we help you navigate life in your management community.